getting rebounds like Charles Barkley, snatching his down. Shoot the J. Shoot it! He was getting rebounds like Charles Barkley, snatching his down. Shoot the J. Shoot it! He was getting rebounds like Charles Barkley, snatching his down. Shoot the J. Shoot it! He was getting rebounds like 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 Charles Barkley, snatching his down. Shoot the J. Thanks for tuning in. This is Shoot the J Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Jenkins. This is a time I've been dreading. My heart hurts. It's heavy. No more basketball. NBA season has finished. Uh, the Warriors. First off, you know, I just want to I want to congratulate the Golden State Warriors for winning their third title in four years. That is, it's a great accomplishment. Something I'm sure all NBA players set from day one. As soon as they get drafted, as soon as they walk across that podium, shake the commissioner's hand, and they sign their first contract, their goal and ambitions lead to winning an NBA title. So shout out to the Warriors for sweeping in the uh, NBA Finals. Uh, Kevin Durant, that bad man, wins his wins back-to-back Finals MVPs. Uh, Currently, uh, you know, enhancing his resume because, like, I, like, like I said, he's he's the second greatest player right now in 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 the league. Second greatest player. Uh, his game has just started evolving to the point where he's playing both sides. He's playing defense a lot better, crashing the boards a lot better, getting teammates involved. I mean, granted, the ball's not being you know. Uh, dominated by another point guard like the ball flows freely and he he led uh he was second on the team in assists in the finals behind Draymond Green's eight Kevin Durant had seven so I've I've seen his game evolve where he's getting other players involved playing defense so kudos to him for uh enhancing his resume because you know I I would sound uh very egregious to say that he was on the same level as LeBron right now. Like he he he's making his way up. It's getting a lot closer. Only thing is LeBron's been doing that, getting other teams involved, playing defense, you know, winning at a consistent level, uh, getting to championships. So he's done that. But these last two years, we we all want our star players or or franchise players to have that killer mentality, that strike and you know while while the other team's down, and he's done that. Now, these last two championships, I don't like the memo or the conversation of, oh, these last two championships for Kevin Durant have an asterisk next to it. That's not how championships work. Let's just be honest, people. You get to the finals, you perform, you win, and you get a ring. You lose, and you don't get a ring. LeBron James' record is 3-6. and six. None of those wins – has an asterisk none of it. Next, none of those losses have an asterisk next to it. It's it's pretty simple. Win or lose, shortened season or not. So it, let's just you know congratulate him. I mean the way he got to Warriors, blah blah. They were seven three nine. They they were the first ones to give a three one lead. Blah blah. We get that. We we understand that. But he had to. For some reason, 
He just had to figure out what worked for him. And I guess going to the Warriors did that. Point blank period. So he has two rings, has two finals MVPs, is uh, closing the gap between him and LeBron James as the best player in the league. <laughs> doing a little bit of everything. So, no, it, it's crazy that he's doing all that and the Warriors still is Steph Curry's team. It's crazy. But let's just, you know, congratulate them and, and, and notice what they're doing. Now, my, my next point or my next topic is, is this Warriors team a dynasty? Now, I was close to the leaning to the fence and saying, like, no, like, not really. But as I've done research and thought about it, they're being compared to the Chicago Bulls in the 90s. The uh, 80s, Matt, the 80s Magic Showtime team, the 80s Celtics, the 2000 Lakers, the consistent Spurs from their first championship to now. And when I look at the similarities team, it's okay. Every dynasty had a common denominator. So for the Bulls, obviously, Jordan and Pip, Phil Jackson. 2000 Lakers, Shaq, Kobe, Phil Jackson. Showtime Lakers, Magic, James Worthy, Pat Riley. Those, those players, you know, Michael Cooper, uh, Byron Scott, players like that. We also have, we also have the Celtics. We all know the common denominator in that. Red Auerbach, Larry Bird, Kevin McHale, Rob Parrish. Uh, even the, the Celtics from the early 50s, 60s, Bill Russell, uh, Bob Cousy, John Havlicek. So players like that. I feel were always like the common denominator. They, they were drafted there. They, everything was set around them. So that first, when the when the Warriors won their first title, I was like, okay, like that's how it's done. You draft these players, you bring them up in your system, you sign key free agents to enhance them, and then you go from there. Now, when KD was signed, I was kind of nervous to call him a dynasty because I'm like, man, like they added arguably like one of the top two players in the league. So of course they should have net like natural success going forward. Seven three nine team, you add this player, nothing barring injury, they should win the championship. And as everyone predicted in the beginning of this season, that's exactly what happened. Now there were some injuries along the way. Steph Curry, Clay gets hurt, Draymond gets hurt. KD had to lead the team in the final stretch of the season. They were sputtering a little bit, but still managed to get the two seed. But what, what, like I said, what I noticed is every dynasty has that common denominator. The Warriors do have that. And by adding KD, kind of put them over the top. So I, I was leaning towards no, but I think after everything, they are and can become a dynasty. The addition of Kevin Durant has been beneficial for them. Do I like it in the NBA? Not necessarily, because it's really a stacked team. But like Clay was saying, oh, other teams have to get better. This that third. Mm, they don't necessarily have to get better. They just have to be have to make smarter moves. Now I commend the Warriors because they've always been good with managing their finances, getting players to take pay cuts, getting players to. Uh, you know, adjust their game to the to the system that Steve Kerr has has implemented. But my key concern is, will the Warriors be able to sustain the All Stars that they have now? Steph Curry already got his extension, one of the highest paid 
players in the league. He'll think next season he'll start getting forty million forty million dollars a year. So Steph Curry's pretty set. Now we can always count on Draymond Green for some shade, a funny quote from a parade, uh, a memorable T-shirt throwing <laughs> throwing so t- some type of uh, more shade. So we, we can always count on Draymond, Draymond for that. But he said in an interview that he already took his pay cut for Kevin Durant to come to the Warriors. And if you're pay, if you're gamble on yourself as a championship, then the gamble has paid off. He has two championships since Kevin Durant has joined there. Now, is Draymond Green a max player? I think in the right system he can be. But for for most second round draft picks, he's he's exceeded expectations. He's he's set out to be the best defensive player in the league. One defensive player of the year. As a second round draft pick, he can name all the draft picks before him. And he's a numerous, he's a multi-time all-star. And now, the cream of the crop, like I said earlier, what all NBA players set out to do, become NBA champions, he's done three times. And he took the pay cut in order to do it two more times. So do I think he's taking the pay cut this this offseason? No, not at all. He, he's going to get his money. Now, is there someone who's going to jump out the loop and jump out, jump off the cliff to sign him? Definitely. I definitely see a team coming in and trying to sign him for a, a crazy, crazy amount. But the key, the key to this is Clay Thompson has come on the record saying that he's willing to take a hometown discount to stay with the Warriors. Now, the discount apparently leaves $50 million on the table. That, that's the estimate. $50 million. Uh, Clay, I know you love basketball. I know you love winning, which is the key thing. You, you, you sacrifice to win. But $50 million, that, that's how much it took to get Sue Young back from, <laughs> from the triads. So $50 million, that's what you're leaving? Listen, I, I, Clay, I trust you. You, you understand you, you're a basketball kid. You know how the business works, but $50 million is a lot of money. And Bob Myers is going on record. He said he's giving Kevin Durant whatever deal he wants, whatever deal he wants. Kevin, He said he's ponying up the, the dough, KD. If you need it, he got it. More money, more money, more money. Bob Myers has already said that. He's giving Kevin Durant whatever contract he wants. Now, do we... Look at this team and say, okay, this team is set to do this for years. If they can keep this nucleus together, this team is set to do this for a long time. As in, somebody in the West is going to have to take them out. Because if the East is set up the way it is, the Warriors are going to have a field day. Just going through them every year. Every year. Every year. So Steph is good. Steph, Steph has his money. KD's going to get his money. Klay Thompson's going to take a discount. Draymond said he's not taking a discount. And Steve Kerr's main priority going into offseason, he said, is keeping this, keeping this nucleus of guys together while also getting younger. So getting guys like Quinn Cook more time. Uh, getting their draft pick Kevin Looney more time. Jordan Bell more time. 
players like that need to, you know, develop quickly if they aren't able to maintain their all-stars. But I, I like their chances. Uh, Kevin Durant has, has reached his mountaintop. His, his, the NBA championship was the only thing that eluded him. So he's done that. So maybe he follows the LeBron route, as everyone is saying. You know, LeBron has given players the, the motivation, the the hunger, the the business savvy to control their own destiny and, and go to their own teams. It's that third. So maybe Kevin Durant has accomplished what he wanted to accomplish. And now he moves on from the Warriors and tries to lead his own team. Maybe Draymond Green is okay with, you know, winning these championships. Now he wants his money and he'll go somewhere else and show that, oh, he's not just a system player. He can also be someone who can contribute to a team no matter who's around him. Because at the end of the day, it's, it's about getting your money. We, we, we know these, own, these owners are getting billions of dollars, winning millions on millions. And, and and profiting off of these teams. So I'm in favor of players also getting their money, doing what they have to do, providing for their families. You know, you when, once, you've, once you've won on the biggest stage, one time it's already cool. Two times, you're like, oh, man, we, we probably got lucky. Three times, yeah, they it's a foregone conclusion. So, and, and like I said in, in previous shows, Getting there is half the battle. In the last couple of, of NBA Finals we've had, only one team has got there and hasn't that hadn't been there before or hadn't won yet, and that is the Orlando Magic. Every other team that's been in the finals since Orlando Magic have either won a title, been there before, or had player experience of players who were who were on championship teams, which made it easier to perform on that stage. So I, I like I said, I, I like the Warriors' chances of you know continuing their dynasty if they can maintain uh, the right players. But a player I want to focus on right now is Steph Curry. So he has three titles, two MVPs. One was unanimous, the only unanimous MVP uh, ever in the league that Michael Jordan was in, LeBron James was in, Magic Johnson. Bill Russell, Will Chamberlain, uh, basically the best of the best. Tim Duncan, Kobe Bryant, Shaquille O'Neal, the best of the best. And Steph Curry was the first ever unanimous MVP. Are we talking too spicy when putting, uh, when we insert Steph Curry into the all-time greatest point guards list? Like, I, there's players, there's, there's people I've been talking to that said Steph Curry is inching his way into top 10 greatest of all time. But in, in forms of shooting guard, he's a third best point guard of all time. They have it Magic, uh, Isaiah, then Steph. I'm just like, oof, that's is – it, is it too early or are, are, we, are we prisoners of the moment? Because Steph's accomplishments definitely would put him up there. You know, Magic has, Magic has five, five rings. Isaiah Thomas has two rings. Steph has three. They each have MVP awards, so it's not like it's not like they they have never been the best player in the league before. But Steph Curry's numbers are growing at an accelerated rate. He's definitely going down as the best shooter of all time, the greatest shooter of all time. Go him up for a shooter. 
But are we talking too early when it comes to granting him the best, one of the best point guards of all time and one of the greatest players of all time? I think it's too soon. I think it's way too soon to hit for him to be on the greatest player of all time list. But for point guards, eh, he can – I'm trying to think, like, who who are nine other point guards that are better than him? You know, it's Magic up there. Like I said, Magic, Isaiah, Oscar Robinson was a point guard. Will Clyde Frazier was a point guard. Um, Sing. Chris Paul is Chris Paul is a great point guard. His his playoffs reputation doesn't make him an all time great, but his numbers definitely stack well as far as far as scoring, uh, assists, steals. Uh, let you know there 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 are a lot of you know John Stockton is one who, who doesn't get a lot of respect, but he's a top point guard of all time. But I think. Putting him in the conversation of greatest point guards all time isn't, it's not unfair. He deserves to be in the top 10. I'm trying to figure out what his number should be. A lot of people have him top three. I might have him at like five, maybe six, only because he's changed the game in a way that's, it's good for the NBA because he, he's a player where it's like, okay, if I work on my shooting, I could be like Steph Curry. I can't grow to be six, eight. 260 like that's it's impossible I, I need the parents for that but Steph Curry puts a realistic goal a realistic type of uh determination to put towards being in the league like oh if I want to shoot like Steph Curry I can I can do this if I could learn dribble like Steph Curry I can do this so the end the expectations of you know regular players are to be like Steph Curry so he's changed the game in that facet he changed the game from the shooting because like, he has in the gym range, literally. He comes through the tunnel, he can shoot from there. But one of the greatest point guards of all time, I, I never, I wouldn't disrespect him. He deserves to be on that list. His just how high should he be is, is my only concern. But, you know, it, 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 it's, it's an ongoing uh, debate that we have. Uh, I look forward to hearing from, you know, some of my listeners on what they think on how high it should be. Uh, it's I, I plan on having, you know, some guests come on and talk about it because I I love, you know, talking to you know friends, colleagues, people at work. Uh, you know, I've you know worked at ESPN. I worked at NBA. So I love hearing their aspect of it. But I, I need I need root basketball players, people who played in the league, people who have played at, at high levels. I, I need them to weigh in on this. So I'll definitely have that uh, in, in the coming shows. Uh, but when we come back for break, I want to tackle LeBron James' legacy because that, that's something I know. To me, it took a hit. There's some there's some brownies out there who feel like, oh, you know, they weren't supposed to win, blah, blah. But I think his legacy definitely took a hit after this, after this uh, NBA Finals loss. And I want to talk about the NBA free agency because it's the LeBron James sweepstakes. It's happening. July 1st, I'm ready to figure out where he's going and, and what are his best destinations. So I'll tackle that when we get back. Keep it locked to Shoot the J Podcast. 
And we're back. Thanks for joining. This is Shoot the J Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Jenkins. Uh, I just want to plug, uh, you can find Shoot the J Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm everywhere where, it's a, where you're able to listen. Um, but when I first left off, I was congratulating the Warriors, just letting them, you know, kind of talking about how they've been successful their dynasty that they are currently constructing three titles in four years is pretty amazing. But I want to get into uh, LeBron James' legacy. Now, to me, ghosts don't get swept in the finals. Ghosts don't get swept in the finals. That's the biggest stage. That's when you're supposed to put on for your team. Just do everything. Do anything possible to win. I don't care who you're up against. Because David beat Goliath. The 0-1 Pistons beat the Lakers. There's teams out there who are the inferior teams who find a way to win. I.e., the Warriors blew a 3-1 lead. But they also beat a team when they were down 3-1. So if, if you're the superior, if you are the better player, if you're the best player in the league, if you're the greatest player of all time, you have to find a way to win those games. Have to find a way to win those games. Just have to. So LeBron is definitely, his 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 legacy takes a hit. Two sweeps is never a good thing. He got swept his first time in. It was against Spurs. We were kind of like, we just was like, we just, we just forget that. We, when we talk about finals for LeBron James, we always start at 2011. We don't even talk about 07 because apparently it was LeBron James and, and, the, and the dumpster truck fire roster team. We don't talk. Ask anybody about LeBron James NBA finals. When they get to, when they get to the record of three and six, they've always forget, yo, when was the first time you went to finals? 2011? That doesn't add up because they, oh, they always leave out 2007. They forget it. Oh, sorry, 2011. And even then, when they started 2011, that was one of his worst finals. His one of his worst finals. Got upstaged by old Jason Kidd, old Jason Terry, bum Sean Marion, and Dirk Nowitzki was cooking them. Dirk was getting his revenge because his first time he went to the finals, it was against Miami. And Dwayne Wade and Shaq dogged him. So he was like, not again. I'm not losing to Miami again. He put the team on his back. One all-star against three all-stars. And led them to the finals championship. Now, I want to kill the narrative that, well, there's there's many narratives I I, want to kill. But the first one is people love to say, oh, Michael Jordan got swept in 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 the first round. Michael Jordan lost before the, the finals. I'm saying it's better to get to the finals and lose than lose before the finals. Those are brawnies, in case you can't understand the uh the whole uh the voice, the the impersonation. LeBron James said in the press conference, oh, that the Warriors are stacked. They're five against our five. You can tell that they're better giving kudos to other teams. Nah, I don't want to hear that. I want to hear humility, but I also don't want to hear you bigging up the other team while down, while belittling your team. Don't want to hear it. 
Michael Jordan, when he got to the big stage, because that's what that's what matters. The big stage. When Michael Jordan got to the finals, he won. When Michael Jordan got to the finals, he won. When Michael Jordan got to the finals, he won. I could do that three more times because I'll be six, but I, you know, I'm not gonna insult your intelligence. When Michael Jordan got to the finals, he won. He carried the team and got it done. LeBron James has been to the finals eight times. Kudos to you, LeBron. That's a dope, a dope statistic. I think it's pretty cool that you've been there eight straight times. I think it's pretty cool that you've played 90-plus games eight straight. Well, let me stop because not eight straight years because this is the first time he's played 82 games. So let, let's – let's I'll, I'll, I'll estimate roughly over 80 – Games because there's some there's some years he he played in, in the uh, in the Olympics so I'll, I'll give you that, but kudos to you for playing over 80 games consistently for the last eight years, right? I, I can give him that that number sounds correct. But LeBron, what would you what you fail to get sympathy from me is that second place finishes aren't cool like. There's a reason why there's gold, silver, and bronze. Like we don't, we we reward all three, but we remember the gold, the gold medalist. It's a cool accomplishment to get a silver medal. It's a cool accomplishment to get a bronze medal. But I've never seen a bronze medalist on the on the Wheaties box. I've never seen a silver medalist on the Wheaties box. I've never seen us follow a silver medalist around. I've never seen this the Stanley Cup runner-ups get any. Love. I've never seen the World Series runner-ups get any love. I've never seen the Super Bowl runner-ups get any love. I remember the winners. I remember the champions. Second place finishes don't deserve to get recognition. If LeBron James has been to the finals nine times and he's won three, that's a bad percentage. If I go, if I if I go to the doctor and they said, hey. You have a 33% chance of survival after this, after this uh, heart transplant. I would say, no, thank you. Take me to the Michael Jordan doctor. I need 100% uh, mortality rate after that. Come on. The second place fans should not be <clears throat> uh, celebrated, exalted. Like, no. You got there. You didn't finish. That's that. That's your legacy. It took a hit. It took a hit. And like I said about belittling uh, his his teammates, but but just boy oh boy, how the narrative changes. I tell you from 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 many perspectives. Now in these finals, it was LeBron James doesn't have help. He doesn't have a team. He's playing with a bunch of scrubs. Is this the worst team he's ever played with since 2007? Blah, 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 blah. Let me, let me, let me play something for you. For quick. I think they're a threat. I, I think they can win the championship. Because what you said, they're close. And so if they're close, I'm betting on LeBron. Just as the Cavs get better, it, it's definitely tight. I would say, yes, the Cavs are a threat. To you, you said something. Last year... To me, they didn't have a chance to win the championship. This year, they have a legitimate shot at winning a championship because But let of me ask you, are we just a little too excited too fast? Not at all. This Cleveland Cavaliers team that we're watching is better than the one we saw in the NBA Finals with Kyrie. Whoa. 
They balanced their oh, roster, T-Mac. We're not too excited. Rightfully so, we are excited. So it's the right amount. This is the right amount okay. because I think as great as Kyrie is, but I, I think it's easier to game plan for somebody like Kyrie and LeBron James. But when you have a variety of talent on your team where you could be flexible and, and have a versatile lineup, it's hard to game plan for guys coming off your bench that can score 25, 30 points in Jordan Clarkson. Rodney Hood, if you get hot, he can score that many points. So these guys they're faster, they're more athletic, they're much better defensively, and they're working together. They cause you problems at both ends of the court right now. And I gotta be honest. You see you see that? You see that? They all had the Cavaliers as legit contenders. Legit contenders. Saying the team was better than last year. Saying that these players will be able to contribute and make them win a championship. But of course they didn't take into consideration Ty Lue's a terrible coach. They didn't take into consideration that LeBron James would uh, hurt his right hand after game one. And now he came out after game four suit with a soft cast because, you know, the GOAT doesn't show pain. He doesn't show that something's wrong with him. But after it's all said and done and the brooms are out, now he comes out with a soft cast. Like, come on, LeBron. Come on, man. You should have you pulled that soft cast out after game one. Then I would have been like, man, what happened to this guy? Why is that cast on? Oh, LeBron James punches ball. Well, that makes sense after a, after your J.R. Smith gets offensive rebound, dribbles it out. After Teron Lou knows you guys had a timeout but didn't call it, that would be justified that you punched the wall. Now, would, would it be an excuse? No, because, come on, bro, you're in the finals. Like, why, why are you going to injure your hand? You're a basketball player. But it would be justified because of the nonsense that other people did. I would get it. You would have... A, a minute amount of sympathy for me. You would have 0.0001906% of sympathy from me. But now that you, you get swept, you get out, you, you walk off the podium with your fanny pack and you tell the, the, the reporters to be better. And now you, you come out after game four after the mops come out, not the brooms, but the mops come out, and you say you were playing with a with a a mildly broken uh, a hand in games two, three, and four. Meanwhile, you almost had a triple double in those in those in those three games after game one. So the hand wasn't bothering you that much. You threw the ball off the backboard and dunked it, but your hand wasn't bothering you that much. Listen. I'm not here to defend Michael Jordan as the GOAT. I'm not here to, to belittle LeBron James as being the, arguably the second greatest player of all time. What I'm here to talk about is excuses, which are tools of the weak and incompetent to build hostile usefulness. Come on, guys. Come on, guys. Cut the, cut the excuses, brownies, brown sexuals. All you guys, cut the excuses. LeBron James came up short. It's okay. It's like that sometimes. Sometimes you go after the girl you want. Sometimes you go after the guy you want. You shoot, you, you, you go into the DMs, and it doesn't lead to a response. Doesn't mean that you fail as a person. Doesn't mean that there aren't other fish in the sea. Just mean this time wasn't for you.
And I like how some fans are saying, well, we weren't supposed to win the finals anyway. Well, if you go into the finals with that attitude, what you going for? Just to say you went, just to say it was a good time, just take some selfies and just be like, hey, man, we were here. Wish you were here. Right? That's, that's the perspective that you guys are going with. At the finals, wish you were here. No, if you get to the finals, try and win. Come on, Bronnies. That, that's a terrible excuse. We weren't supposed to win. What the heck? What, ty- what type of motivation is that? What type of anything do you, what type of any objective, uh, obstacle? What type of, what, what type of any, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking crazy because Bronnies got me going crazy. Is there any situation that you are going into in which you say, well, I'm here, probably not going to do well, probably not going to, I'm I'm sure people are going to interview saying, mm, probably not going to get this job, but, you know, at least I'm here. I'm probably, I, I don't go into the bank saying, hmm, probably not going to be able to take $20 out, but I'm here, you know. I don't, go into, I don't go into a dealer saying, probably not going to get this car, but you know what? I tried. No, that's not how life works. If, you, if you're if you going into a situation, go into it with, like, go into it with audacity. Go into it with authenticity. Give it your all. And that LeBron James I saw in game three and four gave up. Stop playing with his teammates. He was, he was over it. It was a done deal. It was cool while it lasted, I guess. I guess he enjoyed his time there. Have the have the credits of being to eight straight finals. But hey, you know, I guess I guess he just I guess he was just glad to be there, you know, like some of the fans. So uh should be should be a, a, a fun thing for him. But I, I wanted to highlight so there are two quotes that came out. One by J.R. Smith and one by Rodney Hood, basically saying that it is a gift and a curse playing with LeBron James. Playing with him, you either have to elevate your game or change your game. Rodney Hood saying, you know, it was tough adjusting his game in Cleveland because he was used to a certain system with the Jazz. Now, my first thing is those both sound like excuses. I hate excuses. Don't give me excuses. Just just do what you got to do. You're an NBA player. It's the business. If you get traded tomorrow, you're, you're going to play on a team. Learn the system. Play your game. But just try and get it to fit. That, that's it. Get your game to fit that system. Because when you were playing in high school, your college basketball coach didn't have the same system. When you're playing in a league, your league does not have the same system as, as college. So you adjusted. You found your way. Now coaches get fired. Players get traded. New ownership takes over. All these things you take in consideration. But at the same time, the only consistent, the only common denominator is your game. And you play your game. Now, Ty Lue's a terrible coach. Okay, terrible stretch. He's really bad. Rodney Hood played in, in those games two, three, and four with the, I wouldn't say the green light, but a flowing offense. And look what he was doing, getting buckets. So it's all about the coach and knowing his players. I'm sure he just... I'm sure Tyron Lue met them and said, hey, you guys are going to get some minutes whenever I feel like taking LeBron out. Other than that, it was a foregone conclusion that they were going to get whatever time they can get, garbage time or whatever, and they just had to play. 
Now, like I said, I don't like excuses. But second, that also takes a hit to LeBron's legacy because it's the whole LeBron makes his teammates better. No, he does not. Does he open the lane for them because LeBron James is 6'8", 260? Uh, yeah, it takes more than one person to stop him at the rim. So, of course, he's going to drive kick, drive kick, drive kick. That's going to be his That's his, his M.O., his way of fame. I'm going to bully into the I'm going to bully into the lane. You're not going to stop me. Somebody's going to try and help. I'm going to move them too, and I'm going to either get the bucket for the and one or I'm going to pass off. But less seven, ten, seven times out of ten, he's passing off. Now, can LeBron James make his teammates make the shots? No. He can't. That's on them. But does he make them better? No. Doesn't do that either. I'm, uh, I'm not going to focus the whole show, but I'm here to destroy narratives. I'm here to destroy narratives. Like I was saying earlier about him in the finals. His final, his final record, it, it takes a hit. Two sweeps. But I, I was listening to Fox Sports 1 and, you know, uh, Nick James. Because he, he's, he's not Nick Wright. He obviously he took LeBron James' last name when he put the scenario. If his wife and LeBron were hanging off a cliff, he said he would have LeBron come to his wife's funeral. I'm definitely paraphrasing. I don't know the exact quote, but it was something like that, which also, one, made me uncomfortable, two, made me very uncomfortable how he loves LeBron, and three, just solidified that he is one of the biggest brownies in the world. Like, Donald Trump is the president of the United States. Nick James, a.k.a. Nick Wright, is the leader and the president of the LeBron James Brownie fan club. He said that LeBron James, it's, it's, it's asinine to believe that LeBron James can't have a bad game. And then he started riding off when Michael Jordan had a bad game, when Kobe Bryant had a bad game. And I wanted to know, when was it that we ever criticized LeBron James for having a bad game? Because he was playing out of his mind the whole playoff. Are we talking about that game four when he only shot 13 shots? Yeah, that's a bad game when the game is on the line and your NBA Finals is up for grabs. Let me not lie, not up for grabs. But when your back is against the wall, you got to take more than 13 shots to LeBron. You got to play better than that, LeBron. You got to play both sides of the ball, LeBron. But what do I know? I'm just, you know, a casual fan. I, don't, I guess I don't know much. So he goes off rattling off about like Giant bad game, Kobe Bryant had a bad game. Then he starts talking about, oh, well, Jordan got swept in the first round. Kobe Bryant got swept in 2000, uh, I believe it was 15, I believe it was, when the Spurs swept the Lakers in the series that Kobe Bryant didn't play in, but he said Kobe Bryant got swept. I, listen, I know you guys love to paint a picture where LeBron James is flawless or where if something negative happens to him, you go back and you find negative things about other players that he's being compared to and you try and throw them under the bus to make LeBron James look better, but you can't put makeup on a pig. It doesn't work. LeBron James' record is LeBron James' record. He's 3-6 and six in the finals. Two sweeps. 
Nine, he's been to the finals nine times in 15 years. But he's only won three titles in 15 years. We don't care about that, right? We care about the second place finishes. We care about the, the nine times he's been there. Huh? Is that what it is? Come on, Bronnies. Y'all have to do better. See both sides of the spectrum before you start arguing. See both sides of it. I, I don't mind arguing with someone who's speaking uh, in, in fact and who's speaking with a, a, a clear head and not a LeBron-driven uh, monologue. Because that's what most of these are. They're, they're monologues that you just want to be heard, but you're not making any sense. So you're going to continue spilling and, and, and spatting the, the same thing to make it sound like it's making sense, but it's not. LeBron James... It it, it 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 took a hit. The legacy took the hit. So it's no, it's nothing more, nothing less. So you know, let let's 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 stop discrediting his teams because, like in the previous clip, let's let's stop discrediting his team. Getting to finals is a team accomplishment. Getting to the finals is a team accomplishment. So they get him there, but when they don't perform in the finals, then he doesn't have a team. Who was helping him win the game seven against the Celtics? LeBron James by himself. Take a second. Look at the look look at the box score. Who helped him get past the paces in that game seven? Take a second. Look at the box score. I would say who helped him get past the Raptors, but the Raptors did did themselves. They just they're just terrible. They, yeah, they're they're useless. They uh, they need to get rid of that whole team. LeBron James was doing his thing game one. Who helped him who 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 helped him get that lead that way? Who could have helped him seal that game? <clears throat> George Hill. So don't tell me LeBron James doesn't have any help. He has plenty of help. They did what they have to do. They just came up, they came up short. Really short. Two seats in the finals, you can't be, you can't be the greatest player of all time. That, that's just my take on it. But when we get back, I'm going to touch on uh, free agency. The LeBron sweepstakes have started. People are subtly uh, recruiting LeBron. So I'm going to hit you with some destinations, the best possible destinations, the worst, other free agents we can look at. And could this player really go to the Knicks? Uh, you always have to tag that. You just player to the Knicks, and people are like, oh, wait, which player? Which player? Because every year, a player's come to the Knicks, right? Right, Knicks fans? Every year, a player's come to the Knicks. So we'll see about that. Uh, keep it locked. This is Shoot the J Podcast. Thanks for coming back. This is Shoot, the J Podcast. I appreciate you guys for listening. Um, like I said, NBA season is over, but the real season has begun. Uh, LeBron James is a free agent again, and we all remember what happened the last time LeBron James was free agent. Yeah, he went. He went back home to Cleveland. That's not not the pretty time. The 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 decision. That time, yeah, when he went to Miami, 
televised it. Uh, I, I'm not going to be a negative Nancy. People look past the fact that he did it for charity, gave money to the Boys and Girls Club, blah, blah, blah. This that third. Cute. Dope. Uh, yeah, but about that. I'd rather uh, you just, you know, in the least LeBron-like fashion. Because first time he did, a TV, he did a TV show, The Decision. Second time he wrote a letter to the Players' Tribune, talking about coming home and unfinished business. So um, we'll see now. His uh, Apparently his son has committed to a school in high school. Uh, you know, so we all know LeBron James' son is pretty good at basketball, right? So, yeah, he's uh, pretty good. Uh, he's going to school in L.A. So now we're kind of like, wait a minute. Does that mean he's going to the Lakers? Does that mean he's going to the Clippers? Oh man, what's happening? Like everything's running, everything's running wild. Like LeBron James going to the Lakers. Look, his son is there. Uh, pipe down, people. LeBron James had a house in Los Angeles for quite some time now. So let's just you know chill, relax a little bit. It's not that serious. Let's uh, let's just wind down, uh, figure it out. So here are some of the best destination I feel would work for LeBron James. I'm just going to get straight into it. So, first, first best spot could be the San Antonio Spurs. Why the Spurs, you ask? Well, one, what's the, what's one of the biggest excuses we've, we've heard from Bronnies, from Bronsexuals, from people, period. What's one of the biggest things we've heard? LeBron James never played in a system before. He's never played with the Hall of Fame coach before. Sorry for that. That was that's Bronny's in case you haven't heard it. So LeBron James has never played with a Hall of Fame coach before. Greg Popovich could possibly be the one time where that changes. So he plays with Popovich. We all know how Pop has had a great uh, experience of extending his players' careers, allowing them to play, you know, numerous Years after, you know, someone of their age should kind of be on the downfall. But LeBron, uh, but Greg Popovich has a way of preserving a career and, you know, possibly resurrecting it sometimes. And LeBron, you know, Popovich does, you know, he's very strict on, you know, players' minutes, uh, playing them as much, things like that. Uh, so LeBron James could definitely use the rest and be able to trust a team where if he's resting, they won't get cooked or they won't get, you know, their behinds handed to them. And I, I I heard a similar celerity, I mean similarity a couple days ago where LeBron and Kawhi could possibly be that Jordan Pippen tandem where LeBron James will take on majority of the scoring load and you could send Kawhi to strap up the best player. Kawhi also can dribble so he can he can create his own shot. We've seen that. He can bring up the, the ball. LeBron James can play off the ball. And Kawhi Leonard can get buckets too. As you saw, he was the Spurs leading scorer last year. And until the injury, he was doing a fina- uh, fascinating job at doing it. Fantastic. So that's the reference I kind of got from that. Like Jordan Pip, LeBron and Kawhi. That could work. But then my, my other question is, does LaMarcus Aldridge have to change his game? Because we all see what great power forwards become with playing alongside LeBron James. Spot-up shooters, Chris Bosh, spot-up shooter, Kevin Love, spot-up shooter. We've seen LaMarcus Aldridge hit threes, but that's not his go-to. 
he he'd rather not. Let's just he'd rather not. So we 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 all seen how power forwards they go to the land of LeBron. They win championships, but their 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 game dies. So we'll see if uh, Lamar Aldridge can maintain his gameplay, and we'll we'll also see if if Greg Popovich can make that tandem work together. Because you know, it's, there's reports come out that um, Greg Popovich said he's going to be very uh, active in the LeBron James pursuit. Very active. He, he's he's on the grind. He's he's ready to. Get another star player to play alongside Kawhi Leonard. Um, cause I'm sure they're trying to make Kawhi happy right now. Cause with all the talks going on, they could possibly lose him. Uh, there's been trade talks about him going to Boston for Kyrie, him going to, or for Gordon Hayward and Terry Rozier. There's been trade talks going in the, the Sixers for, uh, Dario Saric, uh, uh, Markel Fultz, first round picks. So there's a lot of trade scenarios. So I'm sure, I'm sure if the Spurs can pull off that, free agent signing that would make Kawhi's job a lot easier and also make LeBron James' job a lot easier because they doesn't have to guard the best player night in night out which is what the GOAT should do but that's neither here nor there next team I have I'll keep it in Texas he should go to the Rockets why should he go to the Rockets one because the Rockets are more stacked than the than the Spurs the Spurs they don't have that great one-two tandem but that bench is thin and if anybody knows, the Warriors have a team where their starting five, well, their bench could possibly be in someone's starting lineup or be a starting five of their own. I, I think that's a little overhyped, but I do see how, you know, Sean, Levis, Sean Levinson can start anywhere. Um, Iggy, when he comes off the bench, can start anywhere. Javel McGee's a big body. I wouldn't necessarily insert him in any starting lineup, but two time champion, you kind of have to throw him in there somewhere. Dave West was obviously a proven starter on the Spurs, on the Pacers, on the Hornets. So, you know, we'll, when it comes to benches, the Rockets have the better bench. You insert LeBron James. Now there's Chris Paul, a point guard who's not going to push him around. The last couple point guards LeBron James played with, they've had to, they've diminished their games. Except for Kyrie. Kyrie played his game. He didn't want to be in LeBron James' uh, shadow anymore, so he went there. Chris Paul's not going to be a shadow person. He's going to he's going to play, make LeBron James play off the ball. James Harden's going to make LeBron play off the ball. Now, it's been stated LeBron James wants to play with smarter players, players who will be able to make life easier for his teammates. If LeBron James is doing all the thinking, all the everything, all this, all that, it, it, it grows tiresome on, 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 one, on one's body, on, on, on the player. So to be able to play with other players who can create their own shots, Get other players involved. Makes LeBron James' job a lot easier. Can LeBron James play off the ball? I have no clue because I've never seen him do it. But he probably could if he gave it a chance for one season. And the Rockets, who were one game away from defeating the, the Warriors, insert LeBron James, could be a, could be a definite uh, deja vu of the Warriors were one game of being back-to-back champions. Insert Kevin Durant. They win the last two chips. Put LeBron James and Ike on that Rockets team. They're good to go. You have some. You have someone who can take the pressure off of James Harden. Chris Paul, if he gets hurt, LeBron James is a great security blanket to have because his durability has never been questioned. He always plays 
when he's available, if he unless he's taking a, a quote unquote arrest. But other than that, LeBron James would be a great scary blanket because Chris Paul is always getting hurt. Like I, I just, I just, I just don't know. I, I feel like he wakes up in the morning, he looks at his calendar, it says big game today, and then he's hurt. Like it just doesn't make any sense. But those that trio in Houston is definitely something to mess with. And this last team, I'm going to go to the East Coast. He should stay in Cleveland. John, they just got swept. Why in the hell would he stay in Cleveland? Why, thank you. Let me explain. LeBron James should stay in Cleveland, one, because they have the possibility to pull off a trade that could get them Paul George, that they pull a trade that could possibly get them DeMarcus Cousins. Granted, it's only, if, if it's only one year, guess what LeBron James is going to sign? He's going to sign a one-year deal. Because is Paul George really committing to Cleveland? No. Is DeMarcus Cousins really committing to Cleveland? I doubt it. Do they have the trade pieces to go get Anthony Davis? Yes, they do. Could they do that? Would Anthony Davis commit to uh, Cleveland if him and LeBron were there? That I could see happening. Could they pull off a trade to get Kawhi Leonard to come to Cleveland? That I could see happening. But like I already said, Popovich has said he's going to be very, very, very active when it comes to pursuing LeBron James. So I don't think that trade will happen. But Cleveland has has gone to luxury tax before to make LeBron James happy. Even though Dan Gilbert keeps putting his foot in his mouth saying that the Cavaliers could be a championship contender without LeBron James. I, I don't know how the hell he keeps talking so crazy. But those are his three best Best scenarios. The San Antonio Spurs playing with the Hall of Fame coach, playing alongside Kawhi Leonard, whose game still, he hasn't even reached a peak yet. Just coming off, you know, a scary injury. Like, injuries like that will have your mindset thinking a certain thing. But playing alongside Kawhi Leonard and LaMarcus Aldridge, that trio is good enough. Bench depth will be the only knock on this team. But let's... Let's give Pop credit. He always finds gems uh, in drafts. He always gets players to give you know their their best effort. Listen, Dejounte Murray, who's that? He made the All Defensive Team. So listen, Pop has a way of getting the best out of his players. The Houston Rockets, one game away from defeating the Warriors, i.e., Warriors one game from defeating the Cavs. Insert LeBron James. That is enough to get them over the hump. You you take LeBron James out the East. You put them on the West. You get LeBron James team out the West to the finals. There's no team on the East who can stop them. I don't care how healthy the Celtics are. The Celtics team would have gave Warriors would have gave the Warriors a you know a little threat, but they weren't beating them. And that's the best. That would be the if LeBron James goes to the East, that would be the best team in the East. So you put them on the Rockets, take them out the West. I mean, take them out the East and put them on the West. It's a foregone conclusion. The West is winning the championship. It's either going to be the Warriors or the Rockets, but you put LeBron on the Rockets, that puts him over the hump. And he should stay in Cleveland. They should make the necessary adjustments. Get rid of Ty Lue. Never mind. I never, I never asked for another man to be fired. Fix the coaching assignment. Get 
trade your trade the assets that you have because Cavaliers obviously win win now mode. Like they, I can't remember last time they were trying to plan for the future because when they were, they traded their first round pick for Kevin Love, and that led to a championship. So, well, not that year, but you know what I'm saying. Stop trying to play me. Anyway, they're obviously always going to be in win now mode because they've traded so many assets to to get you know in the predicament they're in now. Now, with the Celtics pick that they had, they have the eighth overall pick. That might seem nice to some people. Could be Michael Porter Jr. Could be Colin Sexton. Depends on the team. But I think the Cavaliers could pull off a trade where they get a big free agent to do a signing trade and come there and give LeBron James one last hoorah in Cleveland. But yeah, yeah. after that, it's, it's a dub. It's, it's, it's a dub. No, no pun intended for the Warriors. Next topic. His worst destinations. The Philadelphia 76ers do not go to the Sixers LeBron. One, because the Knicks already have to deal with the Celtics as being the top team in the East. We'll have to deal with the Celtics too. That's two teams in the Atlantic Division. No, let me stop. That's three teams in the Atlantic Division that the Knicks just can't beat. We can't beat the, the bum Toronto Barneys. We can't beat the Celtics. And we definitely won't be able to beat the Celtics with LeBron James on there. But let me tell you the negatives with that. LeBron James on a team with Ben Simmons, virtually the same player. And did I remind you Le- Ben Simmons can't shoot? So him as a spot-up shooter would be El Terrible. Now him in a pick and roll with Joel Embiid is going to be nice. Feeding the post is going to be nice. Kicking out to the shooters like J.J. Redick would be nice. Get another shooter. Maybe. Maybe. But I don't want to stunt the growth of Ben Simmons because LeBron James, a ball-dominant player, is going to come take the ball out of Ben Simmons' hands. And, yeah, that's not a good look for them. Will he make the Sixers a contender? Yeah. They'll automatically be better than the Raptors in that division. So that'll be four wins right there every year. Adding another four from the Knicks. Adding another four from the, from the, uh, from the, from the Nets. So, Sixers would be an immediate contender for the East Conference Championship. But he also, he'll stunt the growth of the players around him. So, that would be one negative. Another negative. Don't go to the Lakers, man. Yes, we know your son is already uh, accepted and committed to a school in high school uh, in, in L.A. But come on, man. As much as I don't like LeVar Ball or his crazy antics, he says, oh, I, you should just call him L.A. Braun because that's where he's coming. But LeVar, you do know that your son might be involved in a trade if LeBron James comes to L.A., right? You know if LeBron James is in L.A., it's his team and he's going to be the ball-dominant LeBron James that we've known for the last couple of years, which takes the ball out of Lonzo's hand, right? We saw what... You know, Kobe Bryant's a hell of a player, but we saw how D'Angelo Russell ground his game never got off the ground when he was playing alongside Kobe, ball dominant. Julius, Julius Randle, ball dominant. So he wasn't able to, you know, feed Julius Randle as much as possible. Julius Randle getting triple doubles now. I didn't even know he was uh, capable of doing that. So LeBron James coming there, he's going to kind of take the ball out of Levar, out of Lonzo's hands. And if Langelo, I mean, yeah, if Jello goes there, When's he gonna get time? Cause him and him and uh, 
him and uh, LeBron play the same position. LeBron's just way taller and faster and better. And didn't get kicked out of college for still in China. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah, LeBron James shouldn't go to L.A. And the fact that it was even a choice, I saw it on Steve Nay had mentioned it. I see it on Bleach Report. Uh, there was this, this picture of jerseys hanging up in the closet. LeBron James, do not go to the Warriors. I'm going to leave it at that. Don't go to the Warriors. Don't pull a Kevin Durant. One, because they beat you and then you join them. Two, that is terrible for basketball. You think Kevin Durant's leaving? So if Kevin Durant doesn't leave, Steph Curry not leaving, Clay Thompson's taking a discount, he might stay. Jeremiah Green's not taking a discount, but the Warriors are good with money, so they'll probably keep him. If you go to the Warriors, LeBron James, I don't want to hear GOAT talk. I don't want to hear nothing talk. I don't want to hear about Jordan did this. I don't, I don't want to hear nothing at all. LeBron James, you go to the Warriors, you're dead to me. You're dead to the NBA. That is a sucker move. It'll be terrible. And it's just bad for business, man. That is a monopoly, a monopolization of power, man. Don't do it, LeBron. For your legacy, whatever is left, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. And last but not least, we got that Nick talk. That Nick talk has been said that this certain player is thinking about coming to Knicks. He won't resign with the Celtics in 2019. He said it's it doesn't make sense to re-sign with them. Ladies and gentlemen, write down this player because now again, it is said that Kyrie Irving, it's a strong possibility that he could come to the New York Knicks in 2019. When was the last time the New York Knicks attracted a key free agent? Don't worry, I'll wait. I'm still waiting. Don't worry, I'm still waiting and I'll still be waiting. It's been a while. The city could use it. The Knicks really could use uh Kyrie coming back to, to New York, born in Australia, born in New, uh, raised in New Jersey. So he's, you know, cl- close to the area. Knicks could really use some showtime. We could use a, a, a score first point guard. We could also draft Michael Porter Jr. Knicks do not, do not, do not get obsessed with the fact of drafting Trey Young. Leave him alone. Get Michael Porter Jr. Get us a, a slashing forward on the wing who could defend. I know his back is, I know he had back problems. It's God hoping it's fixed now. We can get that taken care of. But yeah, man, let, let's, let's, let's work. Let's start by the draft first, getting some good free agents. That way Kyrie Irving sees this place as somewhere he could go to win. He's not trying to take backwards steps. He went from a championship in Cleveland to going to the Celtics, who became the best team in the East. Don't make him take backwards steps by coming to, by coming to New York, and then we, we're not doing anything. You know, I, I'm sure I'm sure he's glad he won one, but I'm sure he wants more. Let's put him in that opportunity in New York. You started by getting Dave Fisdale. I don't know how serious Dave Fisdale and LeBron James' relationship is, but I doubt he comes to the Knicks. But let, let's 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 be smart, Knicks. Let's be smart. Let's 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 do right by the fans for once. But it all starts July 1st, the NBA free agency. Uh, look out for the LeBron sweepstakes. I had fun this show. I really enjoyed it. Like I said, I'm, I'm hurt that NBA, NBA basketball season's over. But like I said, we still have NBA draft coming up. We have the NBA Players Awards coming up. We have free agency. 
it's a fun time. NBA is 365. It's all year round. Uh, it said that uh, Summer League will now be televised on NBA TV, ESPN, so we'll get a chance to look at your team's draft pick. But until next time, this is Shoot the J Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Jenkins. You, Jay Jenkins, you can catch Shoot the J Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, uh, SoundCloud. Follow me on Instagram at Shoot the J Podcast and my other Instagram, the number two, W-O underscore J-O-Y-Z. Catch me on Facebook. Uh, and I look forward to, you know, continuing sharing content with you guys, uh, hearing from you guys on more topics that you want me to talk about. But until then, tune in next time. It's a shoot, the J podcast.